Hello and welcome to this extra special podcast episode of the 12 Minutes of Workplace Health podcast. I'm Harry Bliss, CEO and co-founder of Champion Health, and today we're joined by our new head of mindfulness, Dr. Sandra McCutcheon. Dr. Sands has a background in neuroscience, bringing an evidence-based to our mindfulness content within the platform so we can live in the present moment. Today, we're going to discuss how we've created that content, how it's applicable to you to fit around your daily lives, but also what's the research underpinning this as to why you should be doing mindfulness, potentially on a daily basis. Welcome to the podcast, Sands. Hello, Sands, how are you? I am absolutely great today. Happy to be here. Yeah, really glad to have you here. And first of all, it's amazing to have you part of the Champion family as uh, as our head of mindfulness. Could you just describe to our listenership what that really means for you and your background as well as to how you've got to this point? Oh, yeah, it'd be an honour to. So I have been a professional scientist for nearly 18 years of my life. I've studied various things, but in the the peak of my career, I studied infectious diseases that caused um, damage and destruction to the brain and in the body. And that's what brought me to mindfulness, actually. And that's what brought me to Champion Health through kind, informal discussions with, with yourself and Laura Dallas. And the whole story unfolds from there. Amazing. And how come you went into mindfulness? Could you just share a little bit about your, your story um, as to how you got to this point? Yeah, absolutely. So I was really reaching a highlight of my career, growing in um, success, if you like. But with that success came a lot of challenges, management responsibilities, juggling big budgets. And I probably don't have to say it, deadlines coming out of my ears day in and day out. So it was very long hours. And um, that came with big challenges, mental challenges, great big thinking that I had to do all of the time. My brain felt that it was constantly switched on and didn't know how to switch off. That made my body feel unsettled and edgy and oh, on fire all the time in a way that wasn't comfortable or felt good. And emotionally, I was a bit unpredictable on the inside, outside a stellar performer, but on the inside, wobbling and feeling fragile, if I'm honest. And that's what brought me to mindfulness. I couldn't continue to work that way and um, and live well with all of this going on under the surface. So I was referred to an eight week mindfulness course and it was the greatest thing that kind of happened to me. Incredible. And some people see mindfulness as something that's slightly fluffy. Um, you bring science to it. Could you share a little bit more around the science and the evidence base behind mindfulness and the benefits that it can have for everyday people? Absolutely. And this is so important. So I'm glad you've raised that question. So I think back in the day, mindfulness could have been judged or assumed that it was for a certain type of individual. It came with a particular culture or a religion. But these beliefs, these assumptions and judgments, they're, I don't think they're accurate or valid anymore. And the reason for that is that over the last couple of decades, especially the brains of individuals who practice mindfulness and meditate have been studied extensively by neuroscientists and clinicians alike. And that's helped because of the amazing technology that allows us to look into people's brains moment to moment when they're actually doing mindfulness or meditation. 
Can you just describe a bit more around what happens to the brain when you're actually practicing mindfulness? Certain areas light up, I'm right in, in saying. Absolutely. I love how you said light up because that's the sort of images that we see in functional MRI scans. That's the special cameras that look into our brains. So what's amazing, our, our brain does everything for us. Everything we do, speaking, talking, walking, relies on our brain, parts of our brain, talking to each other and communicating. And what mindfulness has been shown to do is actually change, I can't believe it, the physical structure of our brains, what's happening on the inside. And this can happen as early as three days after practicing mindfulness, and we see big changes over time. So the more you practice mindfulness, the more you meditate, the more it changes the structure of the brain for our greater good. It can make our minds stronger and healthier. And there's a list of benefits that I can share with you around that if you'd like to hear. I'd, I'd love to hear them, and especially where we can tie it into workplace performance as well, because that's a, a huge arena for many people listening um, to today's show. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the main benefits that I saw in my own life and my own working life before I practiced mindfulness and after was how I related to all of the busy stuff and how I related to other people in, in my working environment too. So I think one of the, the major things that mindfulness can help us with is that when we practice it, it can switch down the brain's alarm bell. This is a teeny part of the brain called the amygdala. And it's really there for our good to protect us from danger. But the trouble with that part of the brain is it's so easily activated so it can make us overreact. And in a workplace setting, that can be simple things. I say simple, but they're really meaningful is that when your boss walks past you and they don't smile at you and you're not feeling great, so your amygdala will be on fire. You said it would light up. And that can lead to a whole series of questions, inner dialogue. What have I done wrong? Why are they not smiling at me? Have I messed up? These are common things. Our facial communication is so important. But when we practice mindfulness, this reaction or overreaction from this amygdala, the alarm bell, is turned down. And that's across the board, right? So those overreactions to emotional stimuli get turned down so that we don't overreact to, to things that are unnecessarily triggering our stress response. Another great part of our brain, um, my kids love it, it's right above our eyes. We call it the PFC, the prefrontal cortex. So with longer term practice of mindfulness, we see that that part of the brain thickens and actually grows. Who knew that our brain could grow even as we, as we age? So when the PFC thickens and grows, it supports what we call our executive function. Now, executive's a word that's used in the boardroom all the time, right? So that kind of makes sense to me. But our executive function helps us plan, organize, make big decisions, juggle more than one thing at the time. So it's kind of handy to have that bit of our brain getting bigger and bigger through the practice of mindfulness as well. But the other things that our brain can do when we practice mindfulness is that it reduces things like rumination, that wandering mind, we all have it, me too, that likes to go to the future and scoots away to the past. It pre-lives events that have not happened 
and it re-edits or relives things of the past. And that can sometimes be challenging depending on what we're thinking about at the time. And again, it's that PFC. It takes over that control of the mind wandering and especially that sort of I and why part of the brain. That, that part says, when this happens, what have I done? Why is this happening? So it stops that inner chat that often we can turn towards ourselves. Amazing. And there's so much there to, to take away into our not just working lives, but home lives as well um, to, to help our kids and, and so on. And I heard a quote from the Dalai Lama around if you're anxious, you live in the future. If you're depressed, you can live in the past. And if you're mindful, you live in the present. And that's really the goal of what we want to achieve within here. So just turning now to Champion and the work that you've been doing, we've been absolutely blown away and we've loved working alongside you and we're so excited to, to continue that going forward. Could you just share a little bit more around what's going to be on the platform, how you've gone about it, and finally, how important it is to have an amazing voice like yours to be able to listen to? <laughs> oh, do you know what? I, can I share? I've just got goosebumps because as you were talking about all the stuff that we've been de developing for the platform, it's just that feeling of excitement in my body. So that's what mindfulness is all about, knowing what's happening, as you've just said, in the present moment. That's all we have in life. So when you said that, the goosebumps came, I had a big smile. And these are tiny moments that happen in our workday all the time. So if we don't pay attention to those tiny good moments, we'll miss out, right? We won't feel the good in our day or we get stuck with worrying. So what we've been creating is a mindfulness menu for your day-to-day, moment-to-moment well-being. And I've really based that on all my theoretical knowledge, all the stuff that the science tells us, and more importantly, my lived experience, how I bring mindfulness into my life so that I can navigate stress a bit more skillfully, you know, with less pressure, and I can savour the good in these tiny moment to moment ways. So we've kind of created this, this menu of from the moment you wake up, you can set your mind and your heart compass to focus. Who do you want to be? How do you want to show up? And if you're on a bit of a wobble and you feel a bit uncertain, what do you need to support yourself right now? So we'll be talking about things like how we communicate, how we focus, but equally, because we are kind of like a machine, but not a machine, how do we keep recharging in the midst of our busy working day? How do we keep our minds prime, our body in prime condition? So we're talking lots about resting and recharging, which is, I think, really important in our home offices because it's so easy to get seduced and to do, do, doing, and we don't rest and recharge ourselves. So there's a brilliant element about caretaking. And also, if you're anything like me, you'll feel human emotions throughout the day. So I've really put in some helpful, I hope, practices that can support us when things are tricky with overthinking or worrying, or we just need to turn towards ourselves with kindness. So Sans, that's absolutely incredible. And we're so fortunate to have you as part of, of the team going forward. And I think one of the biggest things when we were looking to find this person, this amazing person to be leading the mindfulness, it was firstly having the evidence base, but secondly, being relatable. And I think that's a really important thing that we can relate to people's daily challenges to their daily lives as well, inside and outside of the workplace. And we can fit it 
into a busy schedule. So a huge thank you from all of the champion team. We're really lucky to have you part of the family. And I'm sure all of our listenership are going to be just raving about your voice and about the content and how it's improving their lives going forward as well. So thank you for joining us on today's session. Our pleasure. For more exclusive insights and content around workplace wellbeing, please subscribe to this podcast and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.